And here we go again. Welcome to the Health Hunters Podcast. I'm Roxanne. And here is Fernando. So it's our uh, Latin uh, series. Yes. Number four already. Yeah, episode number four of Excuse My Latin. Yes. And this month is an interesting one since uh, the whole theme is about male sexuality. We thought, hey, let's bring some um, herbs that can um, help the male and female reproductive system. Did you brought some female herbs that it can help? Yeah. Because I actually only did Definitely. search for what was yeah, interesting for me. Yeah, of course. For, for you, it's, <laughs> it's beneficial just to search about your gender, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's quite interesting to see it like a few of the herbs helping to conceive for instance, a lot of yeah. people looking for that or to em empowerment or even mm -hmm. like from erection defunctions and stuff like that. Yeah. But exist herbs who can be actually similar to, yeah. to, to both parts of it, who can support the hormonal system, I would probably say, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, do you take any uh, those herbs? Guess what? I was actually looking at my at my uh, supplement <laughs> uh, list up there, and I actually found one. Then it was oh. actually doing that, and I was very. I have to. I brought it today, so you I'm probably going to yeah. talk about that uh, herb and see Super if you. Super curious. Yes, goes by the name of uh, ginkgo biloba. Yeah, ginkgo biloba. It sounds very familiar. I've heard of it. Yes, I mean it's it 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 um they had different names out there. Mm. People call plants like so many different names in different countries, and then the translation also gets a little bit mm. uh, yeah bad translated, right? So what's the common name? Uh, the common name it's uh, duck foot tree. Okay, never mind. I've never heard of this. <laughs> It is a, called like uh, the duck foot tree because of the shape of the leaf. Okay. It has like a oh. um, um, a shape of the leaf. It's a large, it's actually a big tree and uh, it's a very, very old tree. Apparently they, when they were doing research on uh, how old the tree um, has been in this planet, um, apparently like mm. 200,000 years. Mm. No, sorry. 200 million years as this oh. plant this tree has been uh, uh, around uh, in many in, in that in the Asian coast Asian part of it like China and so on but you know in some you already can find like most everywhere because it's also quite an invasive plant I'd say and pro the propagation is quite mm -hmm. heavily and this is all uh, used all of the parts the roots the leaves yeah in in everything in the in the in terms of medicine is only part of the leaves and the fruits but um, in different traditions they use also like the wood for instance to make sake in china mm -hmm. they used to make uh, liquor uh, they use the wood to the bar barrels to make uh, um, to storage and that's what it gets from it. I think like, whiskey is the same thing. It's a specifically oh, yeah. type of wood than where you storage the whiskey or where you mm. let it, the fermentation to happen. Mm. Yeah. In sake, it's with rice. It's a fermentation of rice. And, mm -hmm. and 
These are quite interesting. And, um, like, yeah. So what does it do? What's the beneficial for the for the male? Yeah, that's the thing about like all these the, the second herb and this first herb that I'm bringing. They have everything in similar because in terms of um, uh, of male uh, erect dysfunction, it's as uh, a up there. Uh, it is used as a vasodilatator. It has a function. Like on the when we're consuming, like this is parts that I, uh, that we people have to use. I mean, I probably want to explain a little bit about how erection also works. You know what I mean? Maybe like in terms that of could be useful. Yeah. yeah, right. Um, so when we have um, when males they see something, uh, then it can uh, stimulate like mm-hmm. visual or sensorial. Um, our body produces nitric oxide, then is a, a chemical compound, sends a signal to produce like other chemicals, um, natural chemicals in our body, the CGMP. And it causes like um, a muscle relaxation. Mm. And to counteract that effect, you know what I mean? Like exists other product on our body called uh, phosphodiesterases 5 enzyme. And what this plant, the, 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 the tree, then produce this enzyme to counteract the effect. So it is an inhibitor ah, okay. of this enzyme. So it makes the body not uh, con- not producing more of that compound. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, normally this process happens on the on our veins, on yeah. our um, on our blood vessels, on the interior actually of the blood vessels, the endo endophilis. The endo means inside. This then, when it blocks the this uh, these inhibitors, when they block this uh, the, the, this compound to produce, it basically increase like the smooth muscle to relax, mm. and and that making the increasing like the blood flow, and then a man can have an erection. But turns out it's not only that that is needed. You know, like people use it also for. Problems in the uh, on the lungs when it's needed to have like a dilatation on the lung, so that's why it's a vasodilatation. So in uh, a way, it's a muscle relaxator. Yeah, relaxation. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It basically uh, does does that. Mm. Uh, I mean, Viagra does that. Also, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's one of the things. You know what I mean? Like, but the, of course, it has contraindications. Yeah, and what are um, those? Uh, on it, you know what I mean? Like, besides of. Um, being having like very painful uh, blood pressure on 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 the penis, he also can create in terms of you know drowsiness. Um, uh, he has like a very sleep uh, effect, so he becomes more sleepy when he's excessively used. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, he's not being also used during pregnancy because he has this very dynamics in terms of blood pressure between of the fetus and uh, the mother. Um, headaches, tiredness, um, yeah. But it's it's a pretty it's a pretty quite interesting uh, in terms of how they being used it like a lot of the times of it. Um, other other interesting fact that I found about this plant is this ginkgo leaf. It represents uh, the letter T because the shape of it, it has like that mm-hmm. type of T shape, and is actually the the symbol of uh of the metropolis city of tokyo oh wow you see like so the can you say it's a japanese 
herb? I mean, it's uh, Japanese. Uh, it, uh, it's, a, it's more China. It is more than fire in China. But today we found it everywhere because mm. of the fact of being so heavy propagated, this, this tree. Mm. It, it actually goes like... Um, Every, found it everywhere, mainly like in cold climates, but also it, it, it doesn't really want a, a very wet soil. So it gets, actually gets like a little bit more of dry soil. It can survive very cold temperatures. I mean, it's a, it's a, pretty, good, uh, it's a pretty good plant. And one of the things that you notice also is like how this tree um, have a management in terms of nutrition because it, in, in dry soils, they have to be very selective, you know, in keeping the leaves and throwing the leaves away. So uh, after the leaves are not that big and they, they as soon as they get like a, a certain size, they start to fall off, like get yellow and they start to fall off. Um, so they do a, a type of management up there with taking out uh, the, the, the nitrogen or the chlorophyll, mm-hmm. sorry, the chlorophyll from the, the leaves and the two that, the newest ones, you know what I mean? Like, so they are all everywhere. It's a very, um, a very abundant plant. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the things. Nice. How does it taste like? Well, no, I, I mean, I, the supplement that I'm taking, it's just in capsules, so I don't know idea how it tastes like. <laughs> but uh, the information that I was looking in terms of teas, because you can make a tea out from it, of these uh, leaves, is like a, have a bitter, mm. bitter taste on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like what I'm going to do after uh, all this research is opening like the capsule and try. Yeah. But, um, so this is the herb that you're uh, using. Yeah, Ginkgo. but I'm, uh, other things than I use it because I'm talking about the indications and for use it. I'm not using for that purpose. Okay. okay? Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not using for that purpose. I'm using it because it actually helps to retain memory. It helps to calm down like the messengers in our brain. So it actually helps to uh, retain memory and, you know, for diseases or neurological Mm -hmm. deteriorated diseases, Mm you also can be very well used it. But in my cases, because we are studying, right, like it helps to keep the memory up. Um, And that's why I really like to bring this, um, this herb up here. Nice. And you, Roxanne, what did you bring to this table? Well, the first one, excuse my Latin, asparagus rasmasus. Is asparagus? It is part of the family, it's part of the family uh, asparagus native species, yes. Yeah. But it's not, yeah. It's I not, mean, it's the asparagus that we eat. You can say that, yeah. It's. I, I mean, it's... Yeah, it's one of those species. Did I win a, a medal because I, <laughs> <laughs> I answered like, a, you are very excused from your Latin. <laughs> uh, but the common one or for for the female um, indication, it's called Shatavari. Ah, uh, specifically species. Yeah. Of uh, a different, a specifically variety of yeah. asparagus that are very useful for female yeah. reproductive, reproductive system. Yeah. yeah. So that's called asparagus rasamassus. Rasamassus. Yeah, and then uh, the normal people name that they know is shatavari. Shatavari, okay. Yeah. And uh, obviously I think people know, maybe know, that an asparagus plant can grow one to two meters. Mm, tall plant. 
and um, and it has this the shatavari has this small pine needle like leaves and um, and in July it produces this nice white flowers yeah. that's really nice and and in September it produces fruits like this blackish purple berry like and um, and the shatavari is used in the Indian um, traditional medicine. It's also used in the kitchen. Um, not in the kitchen, but more for the actual medicine. Oh, in the medical medical yeah, use. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, interesting fact that I really liked about this. Um, in the Aus Australian Aboriginal, they used it as they used the root of the asparagus, and they boiled it. And um, from that they, um, and from that they treat this as a cold or for sickness uses usage. Yeah. Well, okay. But let's go back to the important, like the medical application for the female um, benefits. Yeah, in which way? So, that you in can a way, you it? said in the beginning, like hormonal aspect, and it really helps hormone balancing, especially. Uh, Polyacic over ovarian syndrome, PCOS, that's like multiple systems in hormones, for example, obesity, infertility, heristicism, and um, also for people who, are, who have irregular menstruations cycles, and um, it increases the production of Hormones that's for f that is important for breastfeeding, so it's really good also during breastfeeding for women, and it reduces uh, symptoms of menopause in women. Well, okay, so it's it's probably recommended to eat asparagus in all the three phases of life: doing menstruation, doing uh, pregnancy, and doing menopause. You can say that, but I think this. Shatavari it has this stronger extract, of course. And um, it's not that you can eat a lot of asparagus and you will that that this is this will be positive. I think it, you need to have this strong extract from this certain type. Mm. But I do hear that asparagus, which is also the month of season, that it's a really good cleansing uh, vegetable now, you know, asparagus. Is in April like the season of asparagus? Yeah, is that? Yeah, I mean, April, yeah. May, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's a really, um, it's, a, it's also a cleansing uh, vegetable where I'll, I remember when I did this liver cleanse and then you had to eat a lot of asparagus because it has this clean, cleansing property as well. Yeah, it's, it's also diuretic, right? It makes you pee. Yeah. And it stinks. <laughs> yeah, when you pee, it stinks uh. like asparagus. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I'm not, I probably is, I'm a, a happy vegetarian. Okay, I have to put it up here, then I'm a happy vegetarian. But probably the only vegetable that I'm not a big fan of it is asparagus. No, you don't like I'm it. I'm so glad I'm not a woman. <laughs> hey. It doesn't mean that women have to eat asparagus. No, no. But in general, asparagus is such a good vegetable. 
Yeah, it is. It's good. I mean, no, I don't like it. You don't like it? <laughs> I don't really like it. Do you find it too bitter or what? I don't know. I, I think it's just, uh, I don't know. It's just not similar to anything else. And I don't really find the taste uh, attractive. I mean, I, I absolutely love, I could be living like of broccolis all mm. my life since I was young. Yeah. Remember eating broccoli. Broccoli is also a good vegetable. Cauliflower. Bring the cauliflower to the table. I'll eat everything mm. with some olive oil on top of it. Ooh, <laughs> no, but asparagus. It's kind of the same thing. Broccoli, mm. asparagus. Come mm, on. No, then, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah how do you, but well, you said bitter. Is the, the you think is the how do you describe the the taste? The taste of it is Go bitter. We probably bitter and as and astringent astringent i would say yeah no it's <laughs> for me it's pun no not pungent but uh it is it does have like a, a smell that i'm not a really appreciate it you know like yeah but at least you can think about it it's cleaning your body <laughs> okay yeah of course yeah you have to think like that way you really have a benefit your, you know, to keep your op optimal health going yeah can we choose something else on the menu <laughs> I don't okay, really like fine. <laughs> okay, next. So what is the contraindication? So I find reasons for don't eat asparagus. So if you're diabetic. For a diabetic person cannot eat asparagus? I mean, asparagus, yes. But oh, this medicine, yes, this true. medicine, um, it's only if you have these bl blood sugars, you need to be careful if you're, if it's under control. But always, yeah, consult your doctor if if, the, it, if it's allowed. This is the time of a disclaimer. I think we have to put the disclaimer in the oh, beginning, yeah. right? <laughs> like, yeah. Or now. <laughs> oh, now. Yeah. Okay, guys. Okay. This is this is all for uh, entertainment purpose and for curiosity, not yeah. necessarily advising. Don't listen to us. <laughs> 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 I mean, we do uh, say the facts, you know? Yeah. We look at like some of, of these places and it's true. I actually... Some of this information, and I was looking about uh, male uh, dysfunction, I went to look a little bit deeper on the um, scientific studies. Mm -hmm. uh, PubMed, it's a public medical center, and oh, yeah. they have open open research of clinics and, and, and yeah. hospitals. I, I, I mean, I like to read blogs and stuff like that because they are easy to digest. Mm -hmm. But if you want to find like... A, a reasoning and why and all of it and finding like really who did this research so then you can actually ask questions directly because they have all the informations in there and mm. all the emails and the institutions so then you know you can find real facts in it yeah so that's a good website yeah yeah pubmed yeah. is one yeah. of those yeah. but exist like many other websites up there where you can find this uh medical yeah. scientific journals yeah yeah and uh, we love our research Yes, we yeah. like every single second okay, of it. So, yeah. Fernando, yeah. next, what's your second uh, herb? Oh, my second herb. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it it it, it talks about uh, when I was looking at the second herb, um, I was doing a little bit also looking at some data. I'm not a very expert in terms of data. I don't know what that actually and, and uh, data analysis and so on. But it, it shows like a lot of information. Seeing then. Uh, in terms of, for instance, the obesity has a negative influences of male fertility, mm. but uh, of course, like in in if you lose weight, you get you know better from that. But in um, but insufficient food for a female is completely the opposite. So that's we see always 
you know, a mother being, you know, very well built up, you know what I mean? Like, or a female being well built up, you know, in different societies or in different uh, civilizations. Mm. Like, we always see men get attracted to big women because they know they can... Um, Produce. Yes, you know, like good babies, healthy mm. babies. Yeah. Because, you know having a baby it takes a lot from the mother right like a lot of nutrients a lot of vitamins a lot of things because she had to carry for two two people in there right definitely yeah. yes yeah so that's the reason why then it's so important to take like omega-3 omega-6 fat acids having low diet in in glycemic foods you know like sugars and so on low carbs diets eating a lot of vegetables and that's why it gets into my second herb when I was looking about the vegetables oh, part okay. of it uh, it is not a vegetable it's still like a, a herb it called epimidium gpidium my latin is amazing <laughs> sounds nice nice but i don't know what it Epi- is i mean i i i was also very very like n- no this doesn't mean like too much in terms of latin name of it and i even though trying to look a little bit of the etymology the meaning i didn't found so much information on it mm. but the name in english or the common name of Tell it me. it's so funny he called uh fly wing uh fairy wings sorry fla- fairy wings or also called horny goat weed horny goat weed or yin yang wung. Yin yang wung. Yeah, which none of, like, it's also like, it's just a common name everywhere. <laughs> a plant is also very common, like, in most of the places. Uh, but the fact of she called, uh, like, horny goat weed, it comes from a curiosity or, a, or a, a, a meat, probably. I don't know, like, how to uh, put it that uh, that way. Uh, because the, um, the legend says then. Uh, a, f- a farmer or well, a guy who can keeps the animals he has a name for it which i don't remember called um he, he keeps like his goats he was looking then the goats was eating that plant and having more sexual activity mm-hmm. and it was not only goat he had other animals out there then they were also doing the same thing and and that's why the name of horny goat uh, weed <laughs> come from you know what i mean like so it's he actually uh stimulate like more of the um testosterone you mm-hmm. know what i mean like in, mm-hmm. in in males it's basically that or called like uh phytoestrogen so it's mm-hmm. uh, is uh, neurons that act like uh the our hormones mm-hmm. so they have similar functions in the, when they are taking from the plants mm-hmm. yeah and uh, this specific, uh, specifically plant is also made it from extraction. So it's not necessarily, I mean, of course, the goats, they eat a lot of it. For us to eat the same amount, it would be yeah. very, <laughs> yeah. yeah. For, but uh, what I'm saying is like, we nev- you need to have an extraction out from it. Normally make it from teas, but the, normally what we found that in terms of supplements will be made from um, ethanol extractions, ethylic extractions, whatever type of alcohols or... Uh, and so on and this active compound of it called ikari ikarin it's an active compound of it and yeah it, it does is found it in most of like supplements for men then we see it on the stores you will find this chemical compound uh, natural produced from the plant extracted well, I would put it let's say not in a necessarily 
natural way, but it's an extraction up there. Um, and you find like on this health, um, men's uh, health uh, supplement. Sometimes mm -hmm. like in bodybuilders, they also have these supplements for bodybuilders. They also have this compound because he, he helps with your testosterone. Mm -hmm. So that's why then is normally... Um, take it oh, it's useful yeah it's quite it's quite it's a quite interesting plant indeed yeah yeah um i found like some stuff also in terms of contraindications we're not so far away from what we imagine it is because the function that the how this the what what it does to the body you know what i mean like this mm -hmm. this plant uh, so of course it caused like uh, uh a low blood uh, pressure. So for people who have low blood pressure, you should not be taking uh, this supplement. Um, you can get uh, heart problems and uh, spasms, is other uh, other side effects than the plant can have. So it's um, it is a things that is you should you know taking an account when you're taking um, already medicine for any of these issues, especially heart problems or low blood pressure. And if you take this, uh, for people who are taking uh, drugs for lowering the blood pressure, this actually increase the creating less mm. blood pressure. That's why I'm trying to say. They have the same, same um, effect when you take it. So it has to be careful with that. That's yeah, a, be careful uh, with the blood pressures. Yeah, it's a quite yeah. decent one. You know yeah. what I mean? Like... Other thing that I was looking not not so much about the herb, but is about like you know in terms of uh, social part of it. You know, uh, females they supposed to drink like whole milk, and the males supposed to drink skim milk or like no fat mm. milk. And why is that? I mean, I didn't really find like the reasoning for it, but it was like more like the comparison between of how uh, they should take you know how to support. Because you know, we, we, yeah, we, if you think about it, yeah. whole milk it nourishes more, so that also the female carries also the baby. Is yeah, it like that or no? The male <laughs> produces a lot of sperm to, yeah, you know what I mean? But why like, skim milk, not for whole milk? I mean, yeah, yeah, don't know really like the reasoning why for doing that, uh, but you know, it's mm. a quite interesting fact out there how to keep like, um. Because all of these two herbs that I'm looking at it, you know, like as you see, it's all to support um, male um, dysfunctions. Mm. Yeah. But you don't need to have a dysfunction to support your, you know, your uh, sexual energy. Mm. All right. And that's part of why, why I'm bringing the part of the milk, because you even if you have a completely active sexual and healthy and everything it's a way of keeping supporting for the future as mm. you know as we um, get older uh, we still have to keep uh, our um, you know our hormones because they are basically glands then suppose then then produce hormones to keep ours in uh, our body in balance yeah so it's not necessarily for sexual activity but yeah. for it's for long term you know? long term yeah. yes yeah. Yeah. yeah basically is that to get older <laughs> yeah so it's one of the things that it shows like some um different types of herbs and plants and they have very great efficacy like great effect on our in our body and different diets, obviously, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it, it is a pretty, uh, very important one. Yeah. Now, Roxanne, what is your second herb? My second one, it's called Rubus Idius. Rubus? Rubus? No. 
Nog nog even. Groeiboes. It's R-U-B-U-S. Groeiboes. And then idios. Groeiboes idios. No idea. If it's... N- so... It's an African plant? No, li- so the literal meaning is red raspberry. Oh, okay. But I'm going to focus on the leaf. The r- uh, red raspberry leaf, which is really one of the best herbs for women. It has this specific combination of nutrients um, that makes it extremely beneficial for the female reproductive system. And um, this this raspberry plant is a native to Europe and Northern, Northern Asia. And, and it's the member of the rose family of plants. I didn't know that. Oh, wow. Okay. So that was interesting. Delicate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But in a way, if you look at the raspberry, it's also very delicate, uh, like a rose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we see the word delicate, delicate, we always think associated to plants and plants, roses. Yeah. yeah. And then the berry, of course. Yeah, is the berry is so but delicate. But is, is, is roseberry a berry? Because we have to be careful about that, huh? like uh, they. It's, late, if it's a, if it's a berry. Yeah, because lately, like in terms of taxonomy, in terms of studies of of plants, mm-hmm. um, like not all the things that we call berries are actually Actual not berries. berries. Yes, exactly. So you, you know can I mean? say like, that this raspberry is not a berry; it's a flower. Then I'm not sure about it. Yes, yeah, I have to because do it. Because it says it's a rose. It's part of the rose family. The rose family, exactly. See, so. like, so it's probably not a Be berry. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's not. It's just, just because it's on the name, not means like it's a berry. Yeah, it's the same thing uh, with uh, with bananas and apples. Yeah, yeah, they are not yeah. necessarily like it's a, it's they are ones that are seeds, the other ones are fruits, and the other ones are berries. Yeah, and they have a differentiation between of it. But I think it only matters when you're doing a study of of this herbology and yeah, stuff like exactly. that. For, I think if you go to the supermarket, <laughs> it's like yeah, the berry department. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so the taste, yeah, of the berries, of course, it's sweet. I would say. Uh, but focusing on, on, on the leaf itself, it's astringent, astringent that helps to control viruses and bacteria in our body. Yeah. I think like also like the, the berry, it's also very astringent himself. Do you think? It kind of dries the say, tongue, you know what oh I mean? Yeah, like it has this, yeah, you know, yeah, the last part yeah. with the seeds and stuff. And then your tongue gets dry, dry. when you eat it. It's yeah, okay, sweet when you find the sweet one. Which, yeah. <laughs> if it's wild, you know what I mean? Like I had the chance back in the days in, in, in Iceland to eat like, you know, um, uh, fresh one, like from the from nature. But you really had to have lucky. <laughs> like, <laughs> because you also found that ones that are completely tasteless and they just give the effect of dryness. That's why I'm saying that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And um, okay, so the the parts used are obviously the berries or the flower, <laughs> the leaf, and especially the, the young roots of the rubus ideus. It prevents kidney and stone kidney stone formation. So that was interesting. But going to the medical application for females, 
Um, so yeah, it's one of the best herbs, and it also ele- elevates menstrual uh, discomfort for menstruation, and it helps with childbirth. Um, it's naturally high in magnesium, potassium, iron, vitamin C, and B vitamins. So it has the B vitamin group, right? Really good, yeah. Yeah, B two, twelve, six, yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, it's helpful for menstruation cam- uh, cramps, discomfort. Um, yeah, if I knew this, I would have totally drank tea from this if if I was on my in my menstruation, but I never knew about this. And then um, it boosts your immune system. And for during the pregnancy, uh, the herb normalizes the uterine con- contractions and it reduces the frequency and it helps promote healthy childbirth. And the uses is of, yeah, of course, dried leaf as a tea of, or a medicine by dissolving a drug in alcohol and sometimes in capsules. In capsules, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, they, the methods of consumption is always like, you know, a way of target like what you are like looking for mm-hmm. well, yeah because I mean, this mild one is will be always the tea but if you do it uh, alcohol yeah. extractions will be stronger yeah a capsule is like it's only stronger, yeah right? i it's mean 10? i or don't know or 20 what uh, the strongest mg in terms of milligrams yeah i mean depends of course like how much of the active compound is inside yeah, right depends on the, i yeah. just lately went to to this soup the supplement stores right and i bought like uh, uh, ashwagandha there um then probably later i'm gonna bring this plant but it's just saying because i was looking and uh, at the the package and um and i was not fully understand it like about what they meant with the seven percent you know what i mean of mm-hmm. of, of ashwagandha it's yeah. like so it's something else in here then it's not ashwagandha yeah. now what they mentioned with the seven percent it was seven percent of the active compound oh wow of ash- ashwagandha that's different yeah it is different there you know because it's just you know uh, uh, what you what were what you're looking for in terms yeah. of of uh idea yeah. because the the full i think it was 35 milligrams of uh the 30 dosage, of the doses, yeah. but it was 37, uh, 35%, uh, 35 milligrams of the wave of the capsule, not uh, necessarily not of the, the active compound. Yeah, oh, exactly. Gosh. So I have still making a calculation over that. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, it's worth it to look at it. Yeah. And we, when, we, when we consume something in terms of, um, of instead of percentage, it's probably better to look at how many milligrams we are actually consuming. Mm. Because the percentage, I think, only matters for commercial purpose. Like, you just yeah. show, like, oh, yeah, this have seven, this have 14, or more. You can see, like, it's more concentrated. But how much milligrams you take it? Because sometimes, like, in case of drops, you take, you know, uh, five drops or ten drops. They will have the same in terms of milligrams because they have different concentration. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, or... But if they had the same concentration and you're taking different amounts of drops, they will eventually have many different yeah. milligrams. You know what I mean? Like of how much is you take it. Yeah. So it's like, I think it for understanding that part of math, how you put it and how the labels and, yeah, you know. Just be, yeah, read the labels very clearly. Yeah. 
yeah. yeah. And asking always like the person that works if you understand like it mm -hmm. can explain it to you the to understand it like the yeah what you're taking and how to take it. It's always useful. So the contraindications is um, yeah. So it's a very hormone hormone sensitive condition. So such as um, you need to watch out for breast cancer or something uterine cancer um, or ovarian cancer. You need to watch out um, because the red raspberry leaf might act like an estrogen. So you need to watch out for that. Oh, all right. It does have the same. Uh, is a f they have the same properties or they have the same uh, functions than estrogen has in 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 a in a woman body. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. So it has to be careful with that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because doing menopause, you uh, exist uh, the the calcium levels start to to change when the hormone cycle when the yeah stop to working at that the same way adulthood you know what i mean like when it gets to the golden golden the go golden age the golden age right yeah. um then all that hormone change and it has like so many other other uh other herbs. other other hormones hormones uh, or, i mean other concentration yeah. of hormones right like yeah the what happened is like the heat waves right to get like some head flushes head yeah. flushes yeah, it, yeah. um that's true. Yeah, the the osteo uh, osteoporosis. It's also mm. other thing, other side effects of uh, menopause when the factory actually <laughs> got like, okay, we're done here. No we're more done eggs. Now. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no more eggs. So that's no the eggs, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's so many other uh, side effects of uh, doing um, doing menopause. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is actually quite you know important to know. If if somebody uh, wants to use the raspberry for um, yeah, so we need to watch out for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was uh, my herb. That's a very interesting one. On yeah, I'm definitely gonna get uh, the red raspberry leaf raspberry leaves for yeah. tea before having my menstruation or something. Use it to avoid the cramps i think you probably can find it in the wild right like making some yeah that yeah. would be nice yeah right yeah yeah so fernando i really really learned a lot with this this um with this subject because it's such a personal thing and so individual at the same time and it have so much uh it has so much taboo or um to talk about these things yeah when I mean, it doesn't matter if you have taboo or not, but it's just for yourself, for personally, how to take care about it. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. I think so. It's a very valuable lesson up here. Yeah. Then, then I, I actually take extract out from it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, totally. And it's important also to keep your hormones, you know, in balance and talk about this. Yeah, it was also very interesting to hear um, the some. Male herbs, you know, what can be useful for for the male uh, male parts. The male part of it, yes, yeah, yeah. It's it's actually yeah. quite it quite. It's also very interesting to see how actually uh, in different actually seasons and different types of uh, rituals, people were using these herbs. Yeah. Because when the women want to be 
when conceived, they knew that it was not only the women that need to be treated, but the men man. yeah, yeah. needs to be also treated for, yeah. for doing that. Yeah. So uh, it was like some of these ceremonies of teas <laughs> and, you know, maybe smoking herbs and everything like that. I mean, like the list of aphrodisiacs is endless, right? Like I, I think um, in Kama Sutra it has like big lists of, herbs not only only positions right yeah. it's not only a book about positions but it's a book about life yeah, it's um, so it's just how to promote life in a healthiest way and so on so the aphrodisiacs are I'll, 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 this is only a few herbs that we are bringing here about a specifically subject mm -hmm. but exist so many out there than, so many yeah. more yeah yeah yeah, that we're still exploring. Well, yeah, still exploring. It's yeah. true. Yeah, I'm just gotten in curiosity, and I'm taking one already. You exactly, know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna keep on going. Keep on going. Keep on going. <laughs> anyway, we have a very nice talk with Siggy about it. Yeah, you should. You you guys should actually listen to that because it was a very good episode. I really really enjoyed that. That's why we are so interested about this. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So we, we can keep on going, but <laughs> yeah, this is the end. This is the end of the podcast. Okay, thanks for listening, people. Um, if you want to contact us, you can um, follow our Instagram page, thh the Health Hunters. Or you can email us, thehealthhunterspodcast at gmail.com. And see you next time. See you Bye. next time. Bye-bye.